So there was some news of a of a pretty great game coming back being remastered. Uh, mm. Burnout Paradise. I absolutely love the Burnout games. I really liked Burnout Paradise too. I think this was the one that was a little bit more open worldy. Um, mm. but and it had motorbikes in it. I remember that. Uh, it's gonna be uh, coming out on March sixteenth for PlayStation Four and Xbox One. It will feature 4K resolution, as you'd kind of expect now for the Pro and the Xbox One X. It includes all the DLC, and uh, Polygon asked an EA representative, like, what about Nintendo Switch? And they said, as for Switch, we have nothing to announce here. Uh, I am going to do what the people on Reddit do, and I'm going to make some just, like, wild predictions. Um, I think this is going to come out on the Switch. Um, I I don't know if it's going to be at the same time or maybe a little bit later, but I am expecting there to be a Nintendo Direct within the next couple of weeks because it will mark one year of the Switch. Mm, good point. Mm. So I am expecting maybe within the next week or two there will be a Direct, and if that is the case, I believe that they would hold off that an announcement of something like Burnout Burn Paradise for then. So yeah, I'm just doing what the Nintendo Switch subreddit does, which is just like assume that everything means a Nintendo Direct is coming, <laughs> like at all times, all the time. Um, but I think that <laughs> I, I do think that I, I would be surprised if this game didn't come to the Switch at some point anyway, um, because the Switch I think could probably handle it. And the Switch is missing for me. I, I really want a good racing game. Um, like a like a from an established franchise. You like I want like a Need for Speed or a Burnout or something like that. Like I, I this is a type of game that I do really enjoy. Um, when they're not like the Gran Turismo driving simulators, but like a wild car driving game right and, and i feel like the switch is is missing that right now so um honestly for me the best possible game would be something like burnout paradise so i have my mm. fingers crossed for it or at least something like it will come soon yeah i i always liked the burnout games in theory i never played them <laughs> oh they're so good because <laughs> i like know a big part of the game is just crashing I know, I know. I, I, I don't know. I think it was back in the days when, like, I was really like, like a Nintendo fanboy, and I mm-hmm. didn't want to play games on PlayStation. And I was like, but I was looking at the pictures on the magazines, like, you know, it actually looks really good. But out of you know politics, essentially, I never bought them, um, which is stupid. I realize now it's stupid. So I'm gonna get the uh, the remaster on on the PS4 Pro. Because it supports both uh, 4K uh, and uh, 60 frames per second, which yep. seems incredible for this kind of game. I feel like 60 frames per second with burnout would basically make your eyes just turn <laughs> yeah. into liquid and just pour out of your head. Um, I think it's going to be pretty nice. But this this gave uh, Shahid an interesting idea uh, for us to talk about something today. Shahid, would you like to set up the little thought experiment that you proposed to the group? Yeah, well, I was very excited about the Burnout Paradise remastered announcement as well because they talked about 4K and 60 frames per second on PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. And the original game was superb, really one of the the best driving, fun driving games ever made, I'd mm-hmm. say. So that 
at 4K, 60 frames per second is going to be unreal. And, and it got me thinking, and I know the three of us have been talking about this a fair bit, but the whole point about remasters and given that our show is called Remaster, I thought it'd be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in case people weren't paying attention, yeah. you know. And not everyone knows, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I I have some friends who still don't know and it's it's very sad. I'm working on them. I'm working on them. So I thought what three games would we like to see remastered? And we've all got some ideas, haven't we? Yeah, how do you want to do this? You want to do this round robin style where we each pick one or should we just run through each person just go through all three of them? No, let's Let's, let's pick one. Okay. Let's pick one and then move on to the next person. All right, so I'll go first. Uh, I would like to see uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Um, mm. It's my favorite Grand Theft Auto game of all time. It may it may be, I wish I knew, but it, it may be the game that I have spent more hours in than any other game ever made. Like, I played this game probably for at least a year um, because I loved the environment so much that I would just drive around in it. Like and just make you know like as I I think anybody that listens to the show for long enough will know that something I love to do is when a game is so rich and deep that it allows you to make your own game within the game. They tend to be some of my favorites, um, and I was definitely doing that with GTA Vice City. Um, it looked beautiful because it was kind of like it was really hyper colored because it was set in the eighties. Everything's neon. The music it probably has the best soundtrack of any video game ever. Um, this was, I think, the first Grand Theft Auto game to include real music, and they just they got everything um, from the eighties. They had like a, just a great selection of uh, albums, effectively. Like then they they ended up selling the soundtrack CDs because it was so good. Um, I would love to see a few things for this game. I would love to see it like truly remastered. Like like I would actually like to see them kind of go back and remake the game um like really go in and and do some great work to it i would love to see uh like some more voice acting and stuff like that as well as like improved graphics Uh, the game's story is fantastic like that can just stay exactly as it is the environment was wonderful um but i would love to see this game get the get, get a good remaster that it would make me very very happy and i'm sure i would put hundreds of more hours into it yeah, I mean the the eighties never really go out of fashion, so it would I would totally buy this this remaster. Um, so I'm up next. Um, this is kind of should be maybe considered cheating in a way, but I'm going to pick the of course the Metroid Prime trilogy, um, which is a, which is a single game that you can probably buy. So it's three games in one, which I'm gonna consider as one title. Uh, I think it would be perfect to have a remastered version of Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3, the entire trilogy, on the Nintendo Switch before Metroid Prime 4 comes out. Um, I'm especially fond of the first Metroid Prime um, because I thought, you know, at the time it reimagined a lot of conventions for first-person shooters. And I think it would be amazing to have that kind of uh, gameplay again on the Switch with better graphics and a portable mode. That would be insane. Like, even if portable mode has GameCube graphics, that would be okay to me because the art direction of Metroid Prime was incredible. So the game is still gonna look good. But I think it would be... It would be the right thing to do for Nintendo to reintroduce people to Metroid in a big way before the new Metroid Prime comes out. 
So um, it's kind of a recurring joke on the show that Metroid is my wish, and we're talking about remasters. So of course I want to have a remastered version of the GameCube and the Wii uh, title, which is what was the third one, the third Metroid Prime. So got my fingers crossed. Are you listening, Nintendo? <laughs> because I want that one too. They do listen to this show. I know they listen to this show. We want you to do the Metroid Prime trilogy. We want you to remaster it for Switch, and you want we want you to give it to us three months before you launch the new Metroid. <laughs> These okay? are our demands. <laughs> These are our demands. <laughs> it's a non-negotiable. If, if you don't, if you don't meet them, we'll still carry on buying your games. We'll <laughs> That's try. not really a threat, no, though. Is know it? that we'll be a little bit upset about it. <laughs> Oh man, that would be that's such an awesome choice. Your choice is awesome as well, Mike. The way I think about remasters is don't change the spirit of the game, change the look, change add to it maybe a little bit, but really don't change the essence. Also, Federica, I don't think it's cheating to include a trilogy. When uh when PlayStation did God of War uh, remastered, the first 3 were all done and you could get oh, okay. them in, in a set and what have you. And I I thought that was perfectly legitimate. So, yeah, I think that's fair, and I would buy it in a heartbeat, and I would play it, and, um, yeah, hurry up, Nintendo. We need it. <laughs> so my first pick is Speedball 2. Speedball 2, specifically the Amiga version, which for me was one of my favorite games of all time. And I don't think anybody has ever matched the sheer energy, brutality, and AI genius of that game. It wasn't perfect. The only way it wasn't perfect was it didn't run at 50 or 60 frames. It ran at 30 and sometimes felt like a little bit less. But it offered the greatest, deepest gameplay, especially in AI terms, of any game I'd played up until that point, And there's never been anything like it since. It had a look that was incomparable. The Bitmap Brothers had really come into their own by that point. The music was impeccable. Um, you had absolutely stunning two-player game. And I must have broken, I don't know, 50 joysticks playing that game against my friends. And this is one of the games where I ended up literally, this is not an exaggeration, literally rolling on the floor laughing with my brother as we knocked the living daylights out of each other playing this game it was beautiful it looks like a kind of um like an american football type game but there's like it's in metal everything's made of metal yeah like you, you remember the film rollerball yep so it's rollerball meets american football okay you got metal balls and you know you can damage other players and just the the players are exactly where you want them when you try and pass I just don't know how they did that. And I don't know how anyone's not been able to reproduce it since. But it was beautiful. So I would up that. I would have smoother animation. I would have otherwise very, very similar gameplay. The only thing I would add to the original is a four-player mode. So two versus two mm -hmm. on the same screen. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I would add. But other than that, I think that that would be beautiful. I would love to see that on PS4 and PS4 Pro. Incidentally, Eric Matthews... Um, one of the Bitmap brothers works at PlayStation. So if you're listening, Eric, please find a way. <laughs> We're just using this as a like personal petitioning time. So I was the first 
of us to get my picks into the document, which means that I picked this next one, which I'm sure Federico would have got to otherwise. <laughs> uh, I would like a full-on 3D, even in kind of the most recent version of 3D, uh, remaster of Pokemon Red and Blue. Um, every Pokemon game has a similar story, so why not do a remaster of the original one? Uh, it's the one that everybody knows, you know, with the original 150, you know, everything that happens around that, but in a 3D, more open environment, um, that that would be wonderful. And honestly, I, I hope that the Pokemon company do this at some point. You know, they are obviously working on something for the Switch, and it's most likely the next main entry um, in their line, you know, so it's going to be whatever they call the the next version of Pokemon. I don't expect their first kind of foray into a real kind of 3D RPG story version of Pokemon to be a remaster, um, but I would love it if at some point they decided to do this. I think that the game is such a classic obviously um that it would it would be nice to do uh to be able to see this i really hoped that we were going to see something like this i think probably last it was either last year or the year before when there was uh, like the 20 year anniversary of pokemon but they didn't do it um i'm i one day hope to be able to play this game again in a more modern uh graphical style yeah that would be that would be incredible um yeah so my my next pick is uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, the original for <laughs> PlayStation One. Mm-hmm. I know that this game is available in on multiple platforms already. You can get um, you can get it on iOS. You can get it on PSP. You probably can put it somehow on the Vita. Uh, you can get it on PC, I suppose. But what I would like to see is the same story, the same mechanics with modern graphics. Uh, Not even a different uh, art direction, just better graphics, uh, more in line with, you know, the capabilities of modern modern consoles. Um, And I would love to have, of course, uh, you know, some fixes to the to the game's engine, like uh, no more slowdowns and taking care of some weird camera bugs from the original. Um, I would just, I would love to have like a modernized HD uh, maybe, you know, I can imagine uh, the same cutscenes that were added in the PSP version, the War of the Lions, uh, sort of uh, the remake, not a remaster, not a remake, but like an expanded version. I would love to have those cutscenes in 4K. Um, so uh, it's probably never going to happen. Uh, this is my, my, I guess, more of a risky type of um prediction slash wish uh but i would sure love to have some more tactics on my on my playstation and maybe even on the on the switch would be amazing but on playstation it would be totally fine Mm, final fantasy tactics i (sighs) might just play a remake of that a remaster i might do not 100 percent my sort of game but so many people i respect loved it so much Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I would have to give it a try. That's the other thing about remasters, right? Stuff that you were kind of on the periphery of the first time but had a grudging respect for. Maybe now you're a bit more wisened and want to give it a go. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know about you guys, mm-hmm. but I certainly feel like that about um, your suggestion, Mike, with Pokemon Red Blue. And I, I'm beginning to kind of warm to uh, Federico's suggestion of Final Fantasy Tactics as well. That You know, maybe it wasn't the right time for me the first time around, but if they did it again... Wow, I think I'd have to give it a go. Because that's the thing, you know, one of the things that I had a conversation with a few people about on Twitter recently was that 
we kind of judge games way too quickly. This is great. This is not so great. Mm -hmm. But we don't do what we do with films and books, and that is offer them deep time perspective. Looking back at things that are 10, 15, 20, even 30 years old and going, you know what? I would still play that now. But you'd want it remastered. I mean, I, I watch old TV, but I watch it remastered. And it yeah. just looks great. And you see detail that was never there before. I'd do it. Do it in a heartbeat. But enough kind of um, going on about your, your brilliant choices. My second choice is Ultima Underworld. Uh, the subtitle of this was The Stygian Abyss. This was a groundbreaking game. And this was in my top three favorite games of all time. Absolutely groundbreaking, jaw-dropping genius. It was a game that forced me to trade in my PC 386SX16 for, uh, I think it was a, a 386-33. It was a big, big jump up. You know, new graphics card, everything. Spent a lot of money, I think two grand or whatever on the PC just to play this game better because it was the first game that really gave you the feeling that you were in a living dungeon. Everything before felt like simulation. You never really dropped your disbelief. You always felt like you were in an abstraction. But with Ultima Underworld, the beauty of this game was it was the first game to do proper 3D with full-on texture mapping. I know some people will say it was Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein was a wall drawing game. It drew walls and it drew them very, very fast. And you could not look up and down. And you really wanted to see something decent with a real world, real life, real gameplay, you know, RPG stuff, dungeon crawling stuff. You know, this game was so damn good. Uh, and this wasn't really my type of game, but because the technology was so good, I learned to read runestones so I could play this game better. Now, this is not a recognizable me. You can't imagine me doing that now, right? I mean, I, I look at a game for 10 minutes and go, nah, not for me. Whereas back in those days, I would give games a chance. But this one possessed me. I remember one particular battle with a skeleton that I had actually dreamed about a few years before. And I remember I described that dream to some game developer friends and said, how about a game in which you were actually in 3D and you were having a sword fight with a skeleton? And a few years later, this game reproduced it. And it was the first time ever anybody had ever done anything like that. So that would be in my number two. I would love to see it up I would love to see it running at 60 frames in a full, a full screen window because the original, because it was such a radical new technology, it used a small window, which people don't tend to do now much. They don't need to. So with a modern graphics card and a big TV or even in VR, oh my God, Ultima Underworld in VR, I would die. I absolutely have to have this game in VR. Paul Neurath was behind the original. Paul, if you're still around, if any of your mates are still around, if any of your kids are still around doing this stuff, please, 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 please let me have Ultima Underworld Remastered. Looking at screenshots of this game, because I've, I'm sorry, Shahid, I've never heard of this one either. Um, I can see how it could work in VR, right? Because it's all just from the first person perspective anyway, with just like arms outstretched and just like corridors. Like it could work. I could actually see this working in, in a VR environment because it's funny that like the limits of VR now were the same as the limits of uh, just making games then and kind of what it could display and the movement and stuff like that. So good point. Th those two things actually kind of marry together quite nicely in a weird way. Yeah, yeah totally. And you had small enclosed spaces mm. in the original as well. Very rarely did you get wide open spaces. I mean, there were some, but 
Mostly it was enclosed because of the limitations of technology at the time. So there's always this feeling of claustrophobia. But yeah, it, it, I think it would just be beautiful. I would love to see it again. And I, you know what? I wouldn't change a thing. I just up-res everything. There's some funny-looking monsters in this game, Shahid. I'm taking a look at screenshots. I see a gorilla. <laughs> you can fight a gorilla. <laughs> There's a, some kind of green crab <laughs> monster. <laughs> can you imagine those in VR? <laughs> you want to stab? Want to. You want to stab an angry gorilla zombie in VR? That's uh... you know, at the time. It was really scary. Yeah, I can imagine. It'd be scary I mean, now. Because never... <laughs> the thing is, at, at the time, you'd never seen these things in 3D before. You'd only ever seen sprites. Yeah. Yeah, think yeah. about that. Yeah. And now, here they were, coming towards you. So you think about that. It properly texture map. You never, ever had a game in which objects were realistically moving towards you, fully texture mapped, looking like approximations of objects. But nonetheless, it was enough for you to suspend the belief yep. and... And go, hold yeah. on a minute. Yeah. Sorry, suspend disbelief, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, before we uh, continue with our round-robin remaster picks, let me let me jump in and take a quick break to tell you about Squarespace. Use the offer code INSERTCOIN at checkout, and you will get yourself 10% off your first purchase. Hey, make your next move for Squarespace, because they let you easily create the website that you want for your next idea or project. No matter what type of website you want to make, whether it's a store or a portfolio or a blog or something for your band, your business, no matter what it is, Squarespace have all of the tools that you need. You can get a unique domain name, so it has a great address for people to go to. You can take advantage of beautiful award-winning templates, so you can customize everything to your heart's content and make it look great without needing to know code. You know, everything's drop-downs, and you can drag stuff around and change colors and change fonts. It's so easy. They have 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They have absolutely everything that you're going to need. They are the all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install. You don't have to patch or upgrade anything. Squarespace have got all of that covered for you. All you need to do is just make the website look how you want, which is super easy, and then focus on putting your content on it. It's as simple as that. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can sign up for a free trial by going to squarespace.com, and then when you decide to sign up for a plan, use the offer code INSERTCOIN, and you'll get 10% of your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show, and Relay FM, Squarespace. Make your next move, make your next website. So uh, my pick is uh, I, I'm going for a two-in-one. Two um, and I don't even want these games to even really be changed. I don't even think they specifically really need any graphical updates. You know, you, if you want to put them into 4K, you can, but you don't have to. The reason I'm picking these two games is because it's two of the greatest games ever made and they are currently unplayable on consoles and that is Portal and Portal 2. They're not available on PlayStation 4 or I don't believe they're available on Xbox One either. Um, I want to be able to play these games again with current hardware. Uh, obviously, I would love it on the Switch. I mean, come on, that goes without saying. Um, but I love these games so, so much and I don't, I don't have anything that I can play these games on that I would want to. So, yeah, I I would love to see Portal and Portal 2 uh, come back. Mm, Considering what Valve has been doing (laughs) with their own actual games, uh, (laughs) I don't think we're going to see this remaster, Mike. They seem to be focused on... Just today, I'm not even sure if it's real or not. Uh, I saw some screenshots of a Final Fantasy XV edition um, uh, for Windows with Half-Life costumes. Uh, like, 
I don't even know what they're doing these days uh, in terms of their actual games. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like- I just looked it up. Portal 2 is available on Xbox One as part of the uh, Xbox 360 backwards compatibility thing. So Portal 2 you can get on Xbox One at least. There's a reason to buy an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, And you can uh, just confirm, I was looking at the, uh, an article on The Verge, you can indeed uh, dress up as Gordon Freeman from Half-Life uh, f- in Final Fantasy XV for PC. So That's very weird. If you've been craving some Half-Life <laughs> action, you can put up a costume. Well, in, uh, I guess Final it's Fantasy. as weird as being able to dress up as Link in Skyrim. I suppose. It's it's just that people have a lot of feelings about Half-Life and, you know, n- not being finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, okay. So, uh, I was looking up on Wikipedia uh, when my next pick originally came out. And when I saw that it came out 16 years ago... No. Um, <laughs> now... We cannot, you know, this is a, a lot of children and kids listen to this show, so I'm going to try and keep it clean, but my reaction was, <laughs> I was kind of upset. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube. Um, I love the game. I absolutely love the game when mm-hmm. it came out. Um, I remember finishing this game like it was... Uh, <laughs> last week uh, thus my reaction um that you know a lot of time has passed quickly um i would love to see an hd version again on the switch um, to bring the game up to modern standards and uh, i mean I, I would love to see a new luigi's mansion game altogether we got the 3ds sequel of sorts dark moon for remember that we had uh 5 years ago the year of luigi Yep, that was a that was a thing. Mm-hmm. That was five years ago. Yeah, and, and it lasted for like uh, nearly two years. The year of Luigi. Yeah, but that started in 2013. Um, so, because the year anyway. of Luigi began, I think, before me and you were recording any shows together, and then by the time the year of Luigi ended, we had started our second show together. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, so you know, it went on for a while. A, you know what, Federico? You will get to play this game, but it's not going to be on the Switch. They will release this when they release the GameCube Classic Mini. Oh, there, there you go. Because um, it was a, the launch point. title, wasn't it? It was a launch title. It was yeah. the best-selling GameCube game. I'm pretty sure, or one of the top-selling GameCube games. Not that, that it was too difficult. Is that a big but... feat? Yeah. <laughs> no, not it was, was too really. hard, but I mean, I, I was just looking at Wikipedia. Oh. And, and then I ended up on YouTube uh, where I saw that, of course, somebody uh, used, I suppose, the Dolphin emulator to turn Luigi's Mansion in HD in 1080p. And mm. it looks great. It mm-hmm. looks really good. So um, I would love to have the original, uh, which was super fun. You know, the whole mechanic of uh, sucking up ghosts uh, in this scary mansion and the character of Luigi, who is, by definition, you know, a, a easily scared individual. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really great. I, I preferred Luigi's Mansion to uh, S- Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, no, that's a whole other discussion, Shade. That's <laughs> no, you don't yeah. want to go there. I, no, did, no, no. I didn't get on with the latter, you know? <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Luigi's Mansion because I really felt it offered something different. I won't tread on your toes, and I, you know, I, I, I won't say anything too negative about it, but I just never really got on with it. But with Luigi's no, Mansion, no. I get beautiful. It. Be- I lo- really I- beautiful. And. <sighs> 
you and you know what it just for me it was nintendo being nintendo it was different it was very yeah. different i mean yeah, like, yeah let alone it just being a luigi game like that they would launch a new console with a uh, mario game but with a luigi game is like yeah yeah you know just great I loved the GameCube. I was really sad it didn't do better. Yeah, that was a great console. I had a, a, I had this little screen that fit on the top of my GameCube, so I could play it like really? as one contained unit. Yeah, you could buy these. But you guys must have been about seven then. Right? No, no, I was like, I was probably like fifteen. 14 no, we or were 15. fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, I, I had. So I could basically play my GameCube like it was a portable machine. I just needed to be able to plug it in. And the screen <laughs> was kind of like on a on a hinge. And I just could lift up the hinge and uh, play on a, this little That's kind amazing. of... I don't know. It wasn't a big screen, of course, because it was only as wide as the GameCube. And there was obviously a bezel on it, but it worked perfectly. I used to remember like I would be, uh, you know, after lights out at night, I would get my GameCube from hidden under the duvet and just play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater wow. 4 for like <laughs> three hours. One great. of my dreams when the GameCube was a thing, I don't know if you guys ever ever saw a picture of the... It's called the Panasonic Q, and it's a, it's a hybrid version of the GameCube that Panasonic did, uh, which was also wow. a DVD player, <laughs> and it looks <laughs> like, like a slot machine that you'd find in Vegas. This is so <laughs> weird. Why did they yeah. make... How and why I, did they make this? I don't know. It's, it's such a weird piece of Nintendo history. Um, it looks so tacky and useless that I always wanted to to have one. Um, the the Panasonic Q. I think it was maybe it Japan only. It looks like only. a weird like CD player. It looks like a weird mini disc <laughs> CD player type thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to have one so bad, but my mom wouldn't reason with me about you know spending hundreds of euros to get this useless Japanese console uh, because it was also region locked, so uh, you needed to get you know Japanese games and, and all that. So, but it, it looked so weird and different that it was kind of awesome. Yeah, but you're grown up now, and you got that friend at that game <laughs> shop, right? Who can get you anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, I yeah, guess I so should watch uh, Japanese DVDs now if I want to yeah you know you know, my kids grew up playing Luigi's Mansion no yep. but they have great taste yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and if it came out today they would love it just as much as they are now loving the Crash Bandicoot remaster um, yeah it's rock hard but they still love it and they're doing really well at it and uh, your choices, Mike, Portal and Portal 2, yep. you're a man of taste. Thank you, sir. That's sir, so good. you are That's a man so of taste. You know, I still play them on PC. Yeah. To this day, I still play them on PC. Well, they're, they're still playable, right? Because the, the mechanic, are. it's just the mechanic is so well polished. Beautiful. Hey, here's the thing. Earlier on, you, you sprung this on me, but um, I'll spring it on you now. Do you think I work in VR? <sighs> no. Because the puzzles where you needed to use kind of your own weight against you, right? So, you know, like you would shoot a hole in the ground, like on a platform, like 20 feet below, and you would jump through it. Like literally everybody would vomit everywhere all the time doing one of those. Because just like the speed that, that you had to get and like you would end up sometimes like upside down, 
yeah like all of a sudden i i feel yeah. like yep. it would be a, a real mess for for people yeah it'd have to be rebooted not remastered for vr like you can use that mechanic quite nicely i think but you would need to be super careful about the kind of the the motion that you would put in the player through but like yeah. this is yeah. you know the portal gun mechanic could work quite nicely when you actually don't have a lot of free uh movement right yeah because in my head i was thinking about looking up at ceilings and mm -hmm. seeing what was through them you know but yeah, I didn't. I, of course, I completely overlooked the, <laughs> the 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 ride on the vomit comet. Exactly, which the, would, which would one hundred percent happen to everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my final remaster suggestion is probably a surprising one, but Quake. I used to play Quake multiplayer with my team back when I was uh, leading a development team in the mid-90s, and we would play every evening for hours and hours after work. I absolutely loved that game. It was my first exposure to LAN multiplayer on a ridiculously addictive basis. I mean, it was really bad. Sometimes I would go in when other people, when I knew other people would be there on the weekend, mm -hmm. I would go in just to play multiplayer Quake, and I would, like, say to the missus at the time that i was working and i'd be playing quake it's really bad but i loved it it was just so brutal it the maps were so amazing it was so smooth for for that type of game at the time it spawned so many imitators but nothing touched the original i know lots of other people preferred quake 2 quake 3 better engine some improved gameplay and so on but for me it was the original the original was superb the sound was amazing it was a beautifully balanced game and particularly good in multiplayer. Single player, meh. But imagine Quake Online multiplayer remastered. That I would like to see. And given what a good job has been done on Doom, why not Quake? Yeah, they've had other Quake games, right? Like Quake Arena and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. That yeah. They, they never redid the original like they've redone Doom a bunch of times. Right. Okay. And would you like to see like what they've done for Doom now, where it's like the same idea but a new game, or like a true just like give me the old game but make it look better? I'd like both because, you know, if strictly speaking, if we're talking about remasters, then you can't really stray too far from the original gameplay. You have to leave the original gameplay intact. Yeah. And you're just superficially polishing it, maybe adding a mode here and there. I would like to see both. So I would love to see a remastered original just for the purity. Just like, I, I mean, one of the reasons this is quite tough for me is that a lot of the games I wanted to see remastered have become remastered. So God of War got remastered, Uncharted got remastered, and one of my favorite games of all time, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, got remastered. So it's happening, you know, and this is going to continue to be a thing. So I, I don't see any reason why they couldn't do both. I don't know if they want to, though. I think they see Doom as a bigger draw. And Quake never had quite the same draw, even though I think it really made LAN gaming take off in a very big way, in a way that Doom was maybe a little early for. So that was a really good idea. I like that. And I hope that all of those games get made. It's kind of what we want, really. No, just basically we want our, all the great games to remain always, all the great games. Uh, you know, uh, it's easy enough. Just mm -hmm. got a bunch of developers and flip a switch and it says make HD. 
version and that that's all it is <laughs> that's it. just that's just, how it works yeah. just put the hd textures in it's not it's not hard, it's <laughs> not hard. and if you want to do 4k it's uh, just uh, it's two switches so because yeah. you know uh playstation and xbox let me tell you a quick and interesting story about this i was talking to uh worldwide studios when i was still at playstation about potentially getting the code for um one of the old games that they had made and making it available to other developers so that they could use it as a basis for a new game and so we tried to look for suitable candidates for this so they wouldn't be too worried about sharing the code with and you know what was tough was just rebuilding something that had been made a few years ago because it's not it's not like you can just rebuild it you need to reproduce the entire tool chain it needs to run on modern computers because otherwise you'd have to find the original computers and those are hard to find. You need to have all of the same software that you use to make that game. It's not just about the game. So even if you have the original source code, because so much of the ecosystem around building a game has changed, so much of the infrastructure, so much of the tools and utilities, the entire tool chain has changed, the pipeline has changed, the process has changed, the machines have changed, that... You might as well start from scratch. You just use the original source code as a reference, but you wouldn't be able to build it. So you might as well just have a quick look at it and go, yeah, okay, I see what they're doing, and then just go and do your own thing. And that's why they take so long. It's only when there's not a huge amount of time that's elapsed between the original and the new thing that it becomes feasible. All right, guys, let me take a break, and then we need to talk about Alto's Odyssey. Uh, one of the other very, very great Odyssey games to come out uh, in the last 12 months. But first, let me take a moment to thank a new sponsor, and that is Outshape. Outshape is an independently developed one-on-one iOS game in which you draw shapes to outduel your opponent. Imagine something that's a little bit of a cross between Tetris and Dots and the design aesthetic of Letterpress, and you'll be on your way to kind of understanding what Outshape is all about. In addition to drawing shapes on a board, you can also buy power-ups like bombs and shields to help you get the best of your opponent. Outshape is free to play, but you can unlock more features via an in-app purchase. Once you do, you remove all ads from the game, get access to leaderboards, and also be given jewels each time that you win, which you can exchange for power-ups, so you'll be able to get more power-ups more quickly to help you best your opponents. If you want to find out more about Outshape and start challenging your friends today, go to outshape.me, that is O-U-T-S-H-A-P-E.me, and as an excellent offer for Remaster listeners, the first 50 people to follow and dm at outshape on twitter will get a free promo code for the full version of the app like i can't believe that the developers are doing this you can just get a free version just follow them and dm them that's it it's at outshape on twitter and you'll get a full version of the app to try off yourself our thanks to outshape for their support of this show and relay fm all right so over the last uh 24 hours i have basically played only one game uh and that is alto's odyssey um, this comes to us via uh, Built by Snowman um, and the Alto team. I think it's like Team Alto or something like that, Federico, yes. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the name they're chosen for this collaboration, I guess. And um, everybody I th- listening to this show probably remembers Alto's Adventure. It was uh, a few years ago now, uh, and it was an absolutely great game. Just kind of came out of nowhere and blew everybody away. It was a, a kind of a new, beautiful, really well-polished 
version of a kind of infinite runner skiing game of which there'd been a bunch right that you know games like ski safari tiny wings games like that it was kind of that idea right you were just controlling and doing flips and stuff going down a, a mountain um it blew everybody's minds uh i'm assuming made a ton of money because it effectively has turned uh built by snowman into a game publisher this is like one of four games or something that they currently have in the works um and this is kind of the first to come out post autos event autos adventure and it's wonderful i mean federico you wrote a absolutely wonderful review so i'm gonna let you kind of take the reins uh on explaining your thoughts and opinions about this game and then uh, me and Shahid can throw our f- thoughts in as well. But you've of, mm-hmm. of, of the three of us, you've had the longest time with it um, and have had the longest time to consider it. And you, you really did a great job at that. So I'd love it if you could sum oh, up you. your opinions um, as well. You know, people should go and read your review because there's going to be stuff in there that we probably won't get to today. Um, but yeah, I, I would love it if you could kind of talk about it a little bit. Yeah, sure. There's a there's a, a part in the towards the end of the review that explains why. Um, from a personal level, um, this game is really close to my heart, and, and there's a whole backstory, uh, which is probably not, you know, uh, it's very personal, and it kind of makes sense if you read it uh, to talk about it. You know, it's not really doesn't make for a fun discussion. Um, what I would say about this game is that it's the to me it represents in a way uh, the. Uh, the ideal way of making a sequel to something that was successful. Um, because the first Altos Adventure, it it didn't reinvent anything. It was a it was a derivative game that took the liberty of adapting gameplay mechanics and yeah, well established formulas from other games. Uh, really um it, if you take a look at you know, Ski Safari, was the uh, was the, the probably the best example because of the same setting, you know, skiing down a mountain, a mountain with snow and you know animals. Um, but also, if you take a look at games such as Oli Oli, which was really popular at the time, we're I was talking thinking about Oli Oli today, man. Oh, yeah, God, I yeah. Game. I mean, the, the mechanics of you know the backflips and the tricks and the way that uh, the controls are kind of different, but the spirit felt felt the same, but the way that what Arto's adventure did is it, it used design as a differentiator. Um, uh, there's the you know the, the popular I don't know if you guys ever watched the video series. I assume you did. Everything is a remix, uh, yeah. which is a, a, an excellent series by Kirby Ferguson. I think is the, the guy's name, um, and that's the idea of Arto's adventure that it doesn't reinvent anything. But in a way, it also kind of does, um, because the it, Altus Adventures take on the Endless Runner. It sort of became a new template. Now, how do you follow up on this? Is the the the, the thesis, I guess, of my review? How do you follow up to that kind of success, to that kind of template, um, without being boring or obvious or non you know uninteresting? And the 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 solution in this case is you you throw a lot of money at the problem and also a lot of taste. And the result is Odyssey, which is a bigger, 
more ins more inspired, more beautiful, and more fun game that is more intentional in the things that it tries to do. Uh, both in terms of design, there's a lot more of new areas and changes, things going on on screen. Uh, just visually speaking, the 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 atmospheric events like such as weather and thunderstorms and sandstorms and sunny weather and sunset and sunrise there's a lot going on and it looks amazing uh the the work of um harry nesbitt it's truly remarkable here um and from a gameplay mechanic it ex it also expands in all possible directions um that the original game didn't didn't try. Uh, so there's wall riding, wall jumping. There's new uh, types of um, grindable surfaces, such as vines that snap. Uh, sometimes um, there's a the, the return of the of the wingsuit, which you can chain uh, with other types of combos. You can you can jump off um, hot air balloons. That are hovering above the desert. There's like lakes uh, as well, which which can lakes. keep a combo going because you can yeah. do a backflip in the water and spring out. Like yeah, it's there's a yeah, there's a there's a lot going on. And so my my question was, uh, you know, coming into this game, I really was not excited. Uh, honestly, when I was looking at the the, the teasers last year, hmm. I think John and I, um, we we saw a first version of Altos Odyssey uh, in 2016, probably. Um, and I was not convinced by this idea, but the final product, uh, you can tell that it's a, it's a team that made a lot of money, as I said, but also uh, it's, it's beautiful and it's, it doesn't, it doesn't fall into the trap of adding more just because you need to show people that it's new. Yeah. It doesn't add complexity. It's still the same intuitive and relaxing game, and it's a it, it the, the greatest feature of this game is that it succeeds at keeping the balance between remaining familiar while still being new without feeling like a sequel that was more of the same because it had to. Even if it's more of the same, it's that kind of it's the more of the same that feels intentional and where a lot of passion went into. Uh, so that would be my that would be my summary. Like that, I, there's I agree with you wholeheartedly. Right, but there's something else that I think is at play that I can't identify, and the reason that I believe this is because of Monument Valley. So Monument Valley Two. The sequel to Monument Valley, which which debuted uh, in June uh, of last year, did this as well. It was even more beautiful, sounded even greater, had even more wonderful complexity and surprise moments. But I never finished the game. I got bored of it. Like I got like halfway through, and I was kind of just like, I know this is new, but I feel like I've done it before. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this. Yeah, Altos. Yeah. Odyssey is not like that, even though it is probably closer to the original than Monument Valley 2 was to Monument Valley 1. Like, the core gameplay mechanic is effectively unchanged. There are just, like, different ways that you 
interact with the environment, right? Like, it, but the the game, the core game is basically the same. Like, you know, at least in Monument Valley Two, they added a stronger story, I think. But there's no story in this. Like, there's as, there's as little story as there was last time. Like, the, a lot of the things that you would expect to be the tropes of what do you do for your sequel are not present in this game. But yet, it, it is, I think, a a better sequel, and I can't. I can't work out what they've done specifically to make me feel that way. I think I have an idea what that is. Okay. okay. You know, it, feel, it feels like a remaster to me. <laughs> it feels like they've yeah. taken the original, but they've switched the graphics, and they've just layered on sheen. They've layered on polish. I mean, I, I have my issues with the game, but they're really niggly, and... I don't even know if it's worth me saying, but only in the sense that if the developer was listening, I reckon they could fix these really easily and they would have a flawless game. But I think that's what it is. Imagine that the original was a game that was slightly out of focus. This is like the pure distillation of the original vision and what they would have made had they had the ability and the machine power that they now have in order to deliver what they've delivered. It just brings the whole idea into sharp focus. Just a, just a really beautiful remaster. Because they have done something that all video game uh, companies and developers do when they make more money. They have better lighting effects. Right? Like I feel like that, that is a key to show you that a company either has good money behind it or it's made a lot of money, that they spend more time on what light, how light affects the game. And you know, there are times where like the sun is setting, so the light is going, and then there's balloons flying in ahead, and then just for a split second, the sun is drowned out, so everything goes dark. And it's like, it is just a wonderful effect, but that is the type of thing that you focus on when you have the time and resources and ability to do so. And it is just little things like that where it reminds me that this is a... This is a very serious iOS game. Like this is a very serious game at this point, right? Like that that th- this is not it doesn't even feel like just a sequel to capitalize on the success of the first game. It's like this is a thing in its own right that they have spent significant thought and effort into putting together. And I I do like the idea of if you think of it in terms of like how a remaster would be, which is that you take everything and and you make it better, right? You rather than trying to significantly adapt on it, and then maybe that is part of what makes it work so well. I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm I'm blown away by all of the little details. Like the sound is so good. Um, I love the 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 difference where now it's sand, right? And you can hear that. You can hear that in the in the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is incredible again. You know, I've played this game yeah. for hours over the last twenty four hours, and done something that I very rarely do with iOS games, which is I listen to the music of the game, um, because typically in iOS games I'm listening to something else while I'm playing them. But in this, I'm like listening to that little song go around over and over again. It reminds me of uh, Stagehand. I I played Stagehand this way as well because it was one song, but I could listen to it on repeat forever because it's excellently done. Um, The tactic feedback is great. They added this to Alto's uh, Adventure, but you know it was something that they added in uh, to capitalize on a new uh, iPhone feature. 
Um, but now you can tell that the game has been more thoughtfully considered with tactic in mind and it feels fantastic and it feels really good and it's in more places and they've got more nuance to it. Yeah, I'm oh, and then okay, one of the big things, one of the one of the big differences that I think is make has made this game better is that there is a sense of progression now and there wasn't a sense of progression in Alto's Odyssey in that there are stages, there are three distinct stages and you move between them and it changes the environment but also gives you more of a sense of pushing forward than the previous game did where it was effectively the same environment so it just felt like whilst there were variances i mean i actually don't know if this game is procedurally generated or if it's like randomized uh, do you know that federico um i think it's procedural uh, okay the like i uh, there's some uh, of course some fixed areas in the sense of it's procedural within the area and i'm not even i i, I even think that the success succession of areas is random uh, yeah. Like sometimes okay. uh, the temple is before the dunes. Sometimes it's not. So, like you know, just having that progression is something that I really, really like about this game because it's again, it's like, what do you do when you have the ability to do so? You create three distinct worlds rather than one, um, and and I like that. I think that that is a another great enhancement like i i really feel like it was basically within the first 20 minutes a phrase came into my mind which i can't shake which is that this is like the gold standard of what an ios game can be because it is so clearly developed for the platform takes advantage of everything the platform has to offer including the full screen of the iphone 10 right and, and it does it in a way where you can again see that the game was made to do this and it's just a wonderful experience, which is so clearly designed for and optimized for a touchscreen, a wide, large touchscreen. And so, yeah, I, I, I have nothing but good things to say about this game. I think it's wonderful. 